0: Um, Even if you didn't have a good Thanksgiving, even if you had a lonely Thanksgiving, even if you had a discouraging Thanksgiving, even if events unfolded this week that um, were not what you wanted to experience on Thanksgiving weekend, I really want to bring a word of encouragement to you this morning from the Word of the Lord that, that helps us embrace this attitude of gratitude no matter what, no matter why. And I want to start this morning by asking you, To work with me and and write down right now five reasons that you don't have an attitude of gratitude. Five things that keep you from really being grateful. And, And that's probably hard to take this quiz on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, but right now, what keeps us from being grateful people? What keeps us from being thankful people? What keeps us from really locking in and following God's Word? Chris Moody did a great job this morning with communion and with offering, driving home that idea that we are commanded by God's Word to be thankful people. Yet I think sometimes, if we're not careful, Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, can come off more ungrateful than non-Christians. Because we get fired up, we get bothered, we get worried about things that really don't matter. Somebody shout out for me in a big booming voice something that keeps you from having an attitude of gratitude. Okay, trying to keep up with others, good. Anger can keep us from having an attitude of gratitude. Busyness, we're busy people, aren't we? What else? Poor health can keep us from having an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude. I think hurried lives, I think the hard knocks of life, sometimes we experience tragedy, we experience despair, and it just smacks us right upside the head. It just wakes us up. And before you know it, we're focusing on the negative instead of the positive. We're focusing on what we don't have or what we wish we had instead of the incredible blessings that the Lord has poured down upon us. This morning what I would like to do is I would like to share with you my absolutely favorite Thanksgiving narrative. There there is no narrative in Scripture that excites me more than the Thanksgiving narrative that we read in Luke chapter 17. It's the story of the ten lepers. It's found in Luke chapter 17. And I invite you to read along with me this morning. The word of the Lord, Luke 17, beginning with verse 11. Jesus, on his way to Jerusalem, traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy, they met him. They stood at a distance, and they called in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them... When he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. My big idea for you this morning, if you don't get anything else, if you're here in protest this morning, if you're here because you had to come this morning, just get this one thing right here. It is crucial for Christ followers to excel in the art of being thankful. I'm not talking about it being a good idea. I'm not saying if you get around to it, maybe you could be thankful. I think it's absolutely crucial for Christ followers to excel in, in the art of being thankful. And yet, for so many of us, we struggle and we don't even realize it. I heard the story of a man this week who was at a post office desk, and he was approached by an elderly fellow who had a postcard in his hand. And the old man said, Sir, could you please address this postcard for me? The young man gladly did so, and he even agreed to write a short message on the postcard and even sign the postcard for the man. Finally, the young man was done doing the writing, and he said to the older man, now, is there anything else I can do for you this morning? The old fellow thought about it for a minute, and he said, yes. At the end of the note, could you put P.S., please excuse the sloppy handwriting, That's where a lot of us are. We have been blessed. So, Just think of the blessings the Lord has poured down upon you. Just look around in this sanctuary this morning at the people that have made a difference in your life as a follower of Jesus Christ. And for some of us, all we can see is the spiritually speaking sloppy handwriting. All we can see is the small problem in the midst of the great blessings. I want to share with you this morning four reasons why you should be thankful. Four reasons why when you leave this sanctuary today, you ought to think about writing a note of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord or to somebody else that has blessed you. Four reasons that every single Christ follower should be able to sing the song, give thanks with a grateful heart, and mean it. And number one is this, and number one is most important, we should be thankful most of all for Jesus Christ. The greatest gift of all. This is kind of a Thanksgiving-Christmas combination message. We're talking about Thanksgiving, but today is the first Sunday of Advent. We're entering into the Christmas season. And right now, I want to give you a gift. And it's not from me. It's from First Christian Church. But I have asked the the, uh, the ushers to give every person in attendance this morning a book. It's called the story of God with us. I do not want you to leave this morning without this. If you're a visitor, this gift is for you. If you are here because the Signs and Songs choir was singing, this gift is for you. I want every person to have a copy of this because what I want more than anything else for you, the month of December, today is December 1st, that every day leading up to Christmas morning is a special day where you rejoice most of all For the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ. The cool thing about this is that throughout every day in December, if you'll give the Lord five minutes, five minutes, you'll have the opportunity to read a devotional, to read a scripture. Some of the scriptures are just a couple verses. A couple of them are just a single verse. And you'll have a theme reinforced for you all month long, the blessings of Christmas. The greatness of God, the joy of Jesus, the difference being a Christ follower makes. Now, I see a lot of kids with us today. I see teenagers with us today. Here's something that would be even better. Don't do this by yourself. Do it with your family. Gather your family together in the morning, or if it's too busy in the morning, do it at night before bed. And together as a family, read the devotion. Read the short scripture. Pray together. I promise you that if you give the Lord five minutes a day, this Christmas will be different than any other Christmas you've had. I guarantee that. The story of God with us. Let's rejoice this December. Let's rejoice this Christmas season for the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Raise your hand if you don't have a copy. Our ushers want to make sure everybody has a copy, so raise your hand. Get them up high if you don't have a copy, and our ushers will hand out that copy for you. Jesus Christ, the absolute greatest gift of all. Let me give you a second reason that you should be thankful this morning. Be thankful for the resources that God has given each of us. I I was thinking this week about how I've been able to get to the point in my life where I am, and I think God has blessed me incredibly, God has blessed you incredibly, but I would not be here today if it wasn't for the investment that people made in me when I probably wouldn't have invested in me. And and many of you have that same story. I'm so thankful that my parents made it a priority when I was a young one to be at church, not some Sundays, not most Sundays, but every Sunday. I'm thankful for Sunday school teachers like Bert Warmby. For Sunday school teachers like Tom Young. For Sunday school teachers like Joanne Phillips, who is with us today. Who tolerated me when I probably would not have tolerated me. I'm, I'm pretty tough on kids. She had a lot of patience with a knucklehead like me. And they helped me see Christian patience. They helped me see Christian love. They, they helped me see Christian maturity. And have a desire to be more than I was as a third grader or as a fifth grader, or as an eighth grader. I'm thankful that when I went to Bible college, I had godly men that mentored me. I didn't even know what a mentor really was at that time, but I had people like Tommy Ewald. I had people like Lynn Laughlin. I had people like Dan Clymer. I had people that reached out and embraced me and encouraged me. And when I skipped my 730 class, didn't kick me in the behind like they probably should have, but patted me on the back. They recommended ministries for, for me. They helped me learn how to write sermons and teach lessons and make hospital calls. I'm thankful for the resources that God has poured down upon me. I'm thankful for the blessings that I've received the almost seven and a half years I've been in Clinton, Illinois. The people have, who have showed patience and tolerance. I mean, we make you get up and, and take communion at stations sometimes. And sometimes you've got to put something in a basket. And we, we stretch you sometimes. And I'm thankful for the vast majority of you that have a smile on your face and say, Lord, keep using him. He's immature at times. I wish he'd shave his goatee. I wish he'd dress a little nicer sometimes. Be thankful for the resources that God has given each one of us. Now, I made a list right there. You could come up with the same list. There's not a person here today who is where they are spiritually all by themselves? I've never heard of that. I've never seen that. That's never happened. Be thankful for the resources God has given you. So many of you are blessed by your Sunday school class or you're blessed by your small group or you're blessed by the area men's fellowship, or you're blessed by the Tuesday morning women's Bible study or the Thursday evening women's Bible study. Praise God this morning. be thankful for the resources. God has given you. Number three, be thankful for the providence of God in our lives. The providence of God in our lives. For too many of us, I think we think we're here by accident. And that God's hand hasn't been a part of what we're doing. I shared an illustration Wednesday evening. I like it so much, I'm going to share it again. It's the story of Corey Tinboom and, and her sister Betsy. And their imprisonment at the Ravensburg concentration camp. And one day they were praying in their barracks. And Betsy said to her sister, Corey, we have to thank God for the fleas. The fleas were awful in the concentration camp. And Corey looked at her sister and said, there's no way in the world I'm going to thank God for fleas. I hate fleas. They disgust me. I itch because of these fleas. How could I possibly praise God for fleas? Betsy said, we have to do it. And so they kneeled down in the concentration camp and they thanked God for the fleas. And day after day, in the midst of their prayers, they always thanked God for the fleas. And a couple months later, it hit Corey. And she said to her sister Betsy, you know, the guards don't come to this part of the concentration camp. The guards want no part of it. I wonder why that is. And Betsy, with a big smile on her, on her face, said, It must be the fleas. See, the guards of the concentration camp wanted no part of the massive amount of fleas that had infested this barracks. And because of those fleas, the tin booms were able to pray and read scripture and even hold impromptu worship services in the most awful. Of circumstances just a coincidence just an accident just a mere series of events that collided together or could it be the providence of God in their lives how's God moving in your life what situation has the Lord put you in that you can raise your hands to the heavens and say thank you Lord for blessing me thank you Lord for caring for me. Thank you for your providence in my life. Let me give you a fourth reason to be thankful. Number four, be thankful because Christ followers are commanded to be thankful. See, if you're not buying number one or number two or number three and you consider yourself a Christian, Jesus is Lord of your life, n- number four should seal the deal. It should end any debate whatsoever. You are commanded. To give thanks. Listen to the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Chris referenced it this morning. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will that you give thanks in every circumstance. Now, maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, Preacher, you've made a good case. You really have. You've talked about Jesus, and you've talked about other people, and you've talked about providence, and you've talked about the fact that it's an imperative, it's a command. We have no choice. But you don't understand my discouragement. You don't understand the struggles that I am facing. And the reality is, discouragement happens in life. The storms of life come our way. At the end of the Sermon on the Mountain... Before Jesus concludes it with the parable of the wise man who built his house on the rock and the foolish man that built his house on the sand, we see that in that parable both individuals face the storms of life. You will face the storms of life. Sometimes you'll come to church and you'll be really excited and you'll say, praise Jesus for the blessings he's poured down upon me. And some days you won't even want to show your face. Some days you'll say, why did he have to pass away? Why did she have to get cancer? Why did my kids have to go prodigal? Why, 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 why? And it's in those circumstances that I challenge you to remember 1 Thessalonians 5. I love the story of who I think might be the greatest American president of all time. When he was seven years of age, his family was forced out of their home. And he had to work at the age of seven. The next time your seven-year-old is whining about cleaning his room, tell him this story. When he was nine, his mom died. He lost his job as a store clerk when he was 20. He couldn't cut it. He wanted to go to law school, but he didn't have the required education. At 23, he went into debt to be a partner in a small store. Three years later, the business partner died, and the resulting debt took years for him to repay. When he was 28, after courting a girl for four years, he asked her to marry him. She said no. On his third try, he was finally elected to Congress at the age of 37, but he was failed to be reelected two years later. He lost a son when his son was just four. When this man was 45, he ran for Senate, and he lost. When he was 47, he ran for vice president, and he lost. But at 51, after years and years of failure, Abraham Lincoln was elected president of the United States. And it was this very month, 150 years ago, that Abraham Lincoln, in the midst of an awful and terrible civil war established our annual tradition, our annual celebration of thanksgiving. Abraham Lincoln learned how important it is to stop and thank God, even in the midst of discouragement, even in the midst of difficulties. So if you find yourself discouraged this morning, If you find yourself borderline distraught, understand there's three things you can do with discouragement. Number one, you can give in to discouragement, and it will overwhelm you. It will absolutely kick your tail. It will absolutely get the best of you, and you will be miserable. The second thing you can do is you can deny it. You can just pretend everything's great, and you will never be able to overcome it. You'll be playing games, For the rest of your life. But your third option is this. Face your discouragement with realism and faith in Jesus Christ and understand no matter how bad life gets on the face of this earth, it's going to be okay. Can you imagine those lepers? Can you imagine what they were feeling? When you were a leper in the first century world, your life was awful. You couldn't go near anybody. You you were considered uh, just a terrible part of society. People shunned you. They were afraid that if they even got in your presence, they might become infected. And just a few words by Jesus, go show yourself to the priests. And you're healed. I mean, it's Christmas. You've won the lottery. Life is as good as it gets. You were an outcast. And now you can go anywhere you want. You can go eat at that restaurant. You can go visit your relatives. You can spend time in the villages. God's blessed you incredibly. And just one thought to go to Jesus and say thanks. And so, my bottom line for you this morning is let's not be like the other nine, let's be like the one and make sure that our theology is a thankology. Don't look it up in Webster's. It's not a word. I made it up. But I want it to resonate in your mind. I want it to resonate in your heart. You have in, front, in your bulletin today, I believe it's an orange piece of paper. And it simply says, I'm thankful for, and you've got a blank, and my reasons why. And you've got several blanks. In just a moment, I'm going to pray, and Mark's going to come, and Mark and Dixie are going to lead our song of invitation. But I want to invite you from now until when this service ends to fill out that piece of paper. And you can put down you're thankful for your church. You can put down you're thankful for your Sunday school class. You can put down you're thankful for your faith in Jesus Christ, for God's holy word. But I want to challenge you this morning to think of a person. To think of a person that invested in you. To think of a person that's helped you get to the point where you are today in Jesus Christ. And we have baskets in the back. And on your way out today, I invite you to drop it in those baskets. We're going to deliver every single one of these sheets this week and help people understand the difference they are making in the faith. Who are you thankful for? Why are you thankful? Your theology will never be complete unless it's a thankology. Let's pray. God, thank you for today. And thank you for the hope we have because of your son, Jesus Christ. And even when the storms of life visit, even when we are discouraged, even when we are distraught, it's okay if Jesus is our Lord and Jesus is our Savior. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. It's invitation time, as it is every Sunday here at FCC. What an appropriate song we're going to sing, Jesus Paid It All. If you have a decision to make for Jesus Christ, I invite you to come forward this morning. As always, if you're in need of prayer, I'd love to have an opportunity to pray with you. I'm up front. Come forward as we stand, and we sing our song of commitment. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small, child of wings. We-